Once again, to Refresher, the Pop Culture Therapy Podcast. I'm Chris Levine, and I will be your host again this time around. The film that we're going to analyze this time was actually a concert performance. It was musical, it was comedic, it was bizarre, and just a standalone piece of performance art. Now, when one says performance art, we may think of maybe individual interpretation of something or a social statement, or I guess maybe you'd say high art, right? Well, this is really none of the above, but it, through humor, staged confusion on purpose and staged intense humanness on purpose. See, it was performance art but it was performance art that the audience could actually understand and really get behind. On this, the eighth episode of the Psychology of Film by a Prop Maker Son series, we are going to look at the 1979 concert film entitled Andy Kaufman Plays Carnegie Hall. Now here's some highlights. At the very beginning of this performance, a man who calls himself Tony Clifton is introduced. And he looks and sounds like maybe a C or maybe a D, or maybe even an F <laughs> level lounge act, right? Everything is just terrible about this performer. But everything points to this being Andy Kaufman in disguise. Then, after this person does this really pathetic performance, for absolutely no explainable reason, a group of, of little kids come out and do a, a, a cute and somehow also vicious version of the age of Aquarius. <laughs> then, Andy Kaufman comes out for the first time, unless he was actually in the Tony Clifton costume already. I'm not sure. And he introduces his visiting grandmother who has come to see this special show. Later on, we're going to find out that that grandmother is Robin Williams in disguise. So what happens during this thing? Well, Andy sings, he plays bongos, he wrestles people on stage. Uh, he acts like a really terrible foreign comedian who turns into a scarily convincing Elvis Presley. And by the way, Elvis Presley at the time hadn't been gone for very long. It's a pretty bold move. Andy at one point has the audience embrace each other physically and starts a sing-along of the song This Friendly World. It's sweet, it's sincere, and then he announces, oh, by the way, the show's over, but 
I'm going to take you guys because you've been such a nice audience out for milk and cookies, which he actually does. There are buses outside of Carnegie Hall that are ready and willing to take the audience to a little cafeteria somewhere where they're served milk and cookies. To me, though, the highlight and why I chose this to look at on a psychological level involves the actress Eleanor Cody Gould. This is what happens. So Andy shows an old cowboy musical movie scene, a, a real one. Then brings Eleanor out, introducing her as one of the performers that we just watched in the film when she was a young lady. Now much older, this elderly lady is asked to recreate her choreography. And the music goes a little faster and she tries to keep up. And it goes a little faster and she tries to keep up until it appears as though she has a heart attack and passes out. Now, this is a comedy show, but things get dark. The person running the stage is putting on the house lights, telling people to quiet down, and it looks like they're doing CPR. You start wondering, wait a minute. Is she really hurt or is this an act? The quietness surrounding all of this, and at some point her face actually having been covered, makes us wonder, is this really happening? Or if this was obviously just staged? What they do, effectively, is they wait a while. They don't tell you one way or the other. You're just about to the point where it's impossible not to be a little bit uncomfortable. Then Andy comes back on stage with an Indian headdress on, does a chant and a resurrection dance, and Eleanor sits up, is saved, and comes back to life. It's very funny. But here's the thing. It was legit serious. <laughs> For a minute, at least. But at the same time, it was funny the entire time. It's like in the process, you internally question, should this be funny? Because you're not sure quite what's going on. What he's done here is he's playing with your head, and it's brilliant. There's a website called the Emboldened Psychology Site, and it says that a prank oftentimes releases inhibition liberating us for a moment from having to act properly and that practical jokes are a subtle form of play fighting jokes imply a sense of closeness or insider group feelings in the relationship that is you tend to prank those you believe you're close to or those who you believe can handle the joke and that's the thing here andy feels that camaraderie with his audience and as part of the audience including if you're watching it on television or it's on youtube right now if you're in that audience andy feels like your friend from the minute that he hits the stage ironically have you noticed i've been calling him andy this whole time that wasn't by design it just sort of has been happening 
Oh, and by the way, Tony Clifton at the end of the show comes out again while Andy is already on the stage and they duet together. So was it Andy in a costume at the beginning of the show? There's no doubt because of the makeup and so forth that Tony Clifton is not real, but who was that? Was it Andy? Or was it this other person in the costume who may be coming out later to duet with Andy? I have seen this film dozens of times. And, you know, it always leaves me in a happier place. It's weird. It's really weird. And I'm only trying to imagine how much weirder it must have been in 1979, 1980 when it came out. You know, I saw it as a grown man. It connects in a way that more traditional stand-up comedians honestly never really have for me. I I mean, some of them affect me. I think some are very funny. But this is different. I'm telling you, this is performance art. There's this one scene where he goes up to some some, um, bongos and just kind of mumbles gibberish over the bongos while he's playing them. And it works. It's silly. But you like it. There are so many different things that happen during this thing that are similar to that. Um, Again, at the time I'm recording this, it's on YouTube for free, so I say check it out. But you know what? Let's close here. The world is obviously not a friendly world, as this song at the end of the special goes. But be it pretend or imagined, it feels like a friendly world when nice things happen. This feels like a nice thing already, having had happened. And then if you're part of that audience, you're escorted to the happy place of milk and cookies. That literally happened that night in 1979. But you know what? Psychologically, it still happens every single time that you see this film. And that, my friends, is why we talked about it on this episode. We once again have arrived at the time on Refresher when we bring you a Spotify playlist to shadow our overall theme. We have for you this time around a refresher podcast, Andy Kaufman at, Har- at Carnegie Hall playlist. It's, it's very easy to find on Spotify. Just type in Andy Kaufman at Carnegie Hall. Ten songs that go very well with what we just talked about. A lot of them were actually in the film. And no, I didn't put Man on the Moon in the playlist because that would have been too blatantly obvious of a choice so here we go song number one mitch miller and the gang with carolina in the morning then we have aquarius let the sunshine in by the fifth dimension then we have winoni harris with grandma plays the numbers then we have tex ritter i've got spurs that jingle jangle jingle Then we've got the Hawaiian war chant, except this is the version by Ella Fitzgerald, which is wonderful. 
We've got Bruce Springsteen with The Wrestler. The O'Neill Brothers group with an instrumental version of I'm Popeye the Sailor Man. You'll know why I put that on there if you see the special. Then you have Elvis Presley with That's When Your Heartaches Begin. Fabian with This Friendly World. And finally, an artist named Francis England. And the song is called Cookies and Milk. That, my friends, is our new playlist for this episode. It's really easy to find again on Spotify. Just type in Refresher Podcast Andy Kaufman at Carnegie Hall. We would like to welcome some new listeners to our show. Uh, we have Inside and Outside the U.S. again this time, and that's always my favorite because, you know, I'll take listeners wherever we can get them because it's so wonderful that you're listening in. But I love it when the when the expansion happens, and it's just from vast places all over the globe. Now, in the U.S., we have some brand-new listeners in Ponca City, Oklahoma. And outside the U.S., we have, for the first time, listeners in Sofia, Bulgaria, and in Tashkent, Uzbekistan. That is so cool. Welcome to Refresher. Hey, did you guys know that this show is 100% grassroots? It simply wouldn't exist without you. Because you listen is because, for whatever reason you listen, that's why I keep doing it. You know, if you could all continue to do me a favor and just please continue to pass this podcast along to your friends. That would be amazing. And also, if you'd like to help keep this podcast stay up and running, you can make a small monthly contribution. Just see the support this podcast link under the episode description. Uh, Spotify for podcasters who I use just put a brand new addendum on how much money I make on an episode, which cuts it kind of down to nothing unless I have a lot of listeners. So anything that you can do to help keep this program up, stay up and running would be a good thing. But also, if you're so inclined, it would be really great for you to make a donation once a month as well. It could be as little as 99 cents. But whether you do or whether you don't, this is your podcast. Listen to it and enjoy it anytime, donation or not. Also, I want to let you know that books that I've written, including celebrity interviews that I've done from both television and especially in the world of music, T-shirts and merch for this show. All these things are found at our website, which is refresherpodcast.yolasite.com. That is refresherpodcast.yolasite.com. If you have show ideas, let us know there. If you'd like to advertise with us, let us know there. As always, the music that begins and ends this podcast is by the band Dive. The song is called A Day Late, and it was written by my friend, Mr. John Villafuerte. But until next time, this is Chris Levine for Refresher, the Pop Culture Therapy Podcast. Everyone, please take care and do yourself a favor and remember that there's a big difference between worry and concern. We'll see you next time.